Court, the movie podcast where Sean watches shit, talks shit, and most importantly, eats shit. I am the law. And guess what I saw? Maestro. I don't know if that's how you say it. Maestro starring Bradley Cooper in the Caramel again. Um, I watched Maestro um, on my TV. I regret to inform you um, at the beginning of the podcast, as usual, I would like to scold Netflix for um, it was playing near me for like a week and then it was almost instantly not playing and um, I just wasn't able to see it in the real place where people should see movies Um, and I'm greatly saddened by that. Um, but I did watch it at my home, in my home theater, which is a couch and a, uh, TV, and that's it. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a pretty good setup. Um, if you're wondering why I'm all alone, well, Michael is, uh, in between places, and, um, soon he will be in a place where he has, like, a thing and a stuff, and he can talk, um, but until then... Um, which I think will be next week. Uh, I'm just going to be talking just alone in a room talking. Maybe I'll put some reverb or like some big delay. So it makes me sound like I'm in like an echo chamber, which is essentially what this is. Just talking to myself, talking about, okay. All right. Let's be serious here, folks. This is important. This is about the most important filmmaker on earth <laughs> no he's fine um uh so bradley cooper th- this is the story of maestro if you haven't seen it let let me get you in on the ground floor um there's this guy named leonard bernstein who um he's you know he's a conductor he's a composer he is sometimes gay look out and he's also occasionally straight and he's got a wife and his you know what you wouldn't believe it but his wife is sad um and as basically most wives in movies tweet at us if you can think of a happy wife in a movie um we'd love to hear about it um but at, like most wives in movies uh, she's quite sad and played just wonderfully by Carrie Mulligan so it's the story of Mr. Maestro Leonard Bernstein's life, and we learn a few things about him. Um, he smokes a lot. Um, he does not take care of his skin. He doesn't wear any sunscreen. By the end of uh, the movie, he just looks really charbroiled. He looks like kind of like a uh, not. I mean sort of worse than a Big Mac. I would say he looks like a Whopper in in color. Um his he's got like the 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 liver spots and stuff are like grill lines on 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 a beautiful um big old beautiful Jewish Whopper. And um speaking of a Jewish Whopper, that he uh, Bradley Cooper decided to give himself maybe the world's largest nose. Uh, a truly Frank Zappa style, big old honker, and um, and then they, you know, uh, old maestro he conducts stuff, and he gets really emotional when he conducts stuff. He kisses men. 
Um, he gets with the times. He likes to wear different outfits that are really time-specific. Um, apparently, he also listens to uh, the R.E.M. song, It's the End of the World as We Know It, where they yell Leonard Bernstein, which may be true, but even if it is, is weird and sort of, I don't know. Okay, uh, and then he's dead, and he's sad. Uh, is that, I mean, isn't that the entirety of our lives? Don't we, aren't we young and gay in one way or another, and then we, uh, grow up and we die? Except some, some of us don't even grow up and die. Little, little things we learn talking to ourselves on the podcast. So, we, uh, we know what the movie's about. It's a guy who's like, ooh, he's really feeling it. Um, he has ecstatic moments. Um, he, he smiles a lot, but it almost seems fake. More about that later. Uh, but first we, I've got to talk about the, the positive stuff. Um, and my beef lamb euro, my very favorite part of Maestro happens. I, I actually paused it to see around when it happened. It's like around an hour and 35 minutes in and, um, Mr. Maestro himself, Leonard Bernstein, is conducting, I don't know, some beautiful piece of music in what looks like a church, and he's really uh, going for it. He's really feeling it, and this is a thing I'd already seen on the internet with people sort of maybe making fun of it, but for me, this was the best scene in the whole movie, um, and, and actually, uh, spoiler alert, Maybe the first scene that I really, really liked. Um, that's going to sound like I hated it, but more than that. And um, he uh, is having these ecstatic moments, and he and he's before he's um, conducting a really beautiful piece of music that has uh, various layers, and it's also kind of high and low, and loud and quiet, and it's very wonderful and beautiful. And um, then. Uh, at the end of the piece, we reveal that his estranged wife, played by Carrie Mulligan, is there. And um, he they haven't seen each other in a while. It's kind of hard to tell how time passes in the movie because it's telling, like, I don't know, 60 or 70 years of a guy's life and doesn't really give indicators other than people having, like, bell bottoms. Um, so they haven't seen each other in a while. And he runs up to her and he's crying and she's crying and he's kissing her and the piece of music was so lovely and they're they're kind of reuniting despite all of their anger and rage and uh jealousy is very sweet and nice and i liked it and um and was as i said kind of the first scene in the movie where i was like oh this is pretty fucking good um and i now that makes it sound like I did not like it, which is not true. Um, I liked it. I will say I liked it okay. Um, I was watching it, and I thought, "Oh, this is okay." And I kind of did that, um, as I mentioned, for about an hour and a half, which is a pretty long time to just go. Oh, this is okay. Now. In fairness, I've seen plenty of movies where uh, for an hour and a half I was going, what the fuck is this sh shit? This fucking sucks. And then and then that was all that happened. So really, 
I mean, this is high praise for Mr. Bradley Cooper, who made a movie where for an hour and a half I went, you know, this is too bad. It looked interesting. Um, his nose looks insane. His, I don't know if they de-age him. Okay, I'm talking about negative things, but I'll I'll get some negative things out of the way, and then I'll talk about more positive things. Um, they they de-age him or something. I don't know if they just use makeup to de-age him or if the, what they'd use, but when he's young in the black and white world, he looks fucking weird, and his smile is fucking weird. Like he, I I truly thought this, and I don't know if if I'm just thinking too much into it, but it felt like he was in a play and everybody else was in a movie. Like he was so over the top. The smile was like playing to the back row, it and everybody else was just like standing around acting in a movie like you do in a movie where you don't have to be super big because you know the camera's two and a half feet from you and it. It uses 4,000 Ks, or 4K, wait, it used 4,000, tweet at me if you know what um, a K is, and also why it's good to have more Ks, and and furthermore, um, what what is a, like, how does a camera work? Like, when it's on film, the light's going through the thing, and then it hits the film, and then the film, something happens on the film. I, what happens inside of the computer? Is the computer made of film? Tweet at me if you know any of these things. Tweet at us at Food Court Cast. We love tweets. We love reviews. We love five stars. And uh, I'll speak for anybody who isn't on the show right now. We love cinema <laughs> i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about okay so more good stuff i can't only talk shit about this movie because it'd be a very short podcast and i need to stretch it out to at least 23 minutes um or else people won't get their money's worth which is zero dollars you haven't spent any money for this but uh i did love carrie mulligan almost all the way through she's probably the it's weird because there are no characters in the movie except for them like there's there's characters and um and Leonard Bernstein will be talking to them but you'll see the back of their head while he's talking to them like even the like the boys and men that Bernstein is in love with you'll see them for like three and a half seconds and you'll go hey I remember wasn't that guy in that thing You'll see, you'll see the guy, and you're like, wait, I think he was in the nice guys, wasn't he? Wasn't he in the nice guys? He was that killer in the nice guys. I like that guy. And then that's about it. But really, most of the movie, maybe 98% of the movie, is on Bradley Cooper's face way too close. And if they could just pull out a little bit and then go over to Carrie Mulligan's face, who's doing a good job. That's Those are my favorite parts. Carrie Mulligan is great. Um, she, you know, as a, as a victim of cancer, <laughs> can you be a victim of cancer? Well, I, what it did to my family, I mean, it just killed family members, but I, you know, it's not like a drive-by shooting or anything. I can't, unless, unless somebody used sort of a weaponized version of cancer to kill people in my family, if they did, if you're listening and you sent robot 
spider cancer into my family, I want to say fuck you because it's very rude. It's it hurt my feelings, and I want to say you hurt my feelings. And also tweet at us at Food Court Cast if you if you happen to send cancer in the form of nanobots into any of my family members' bodies to kill them. Uh, tweet at us at Food Court Cast. We'd love to hear from you. So <laughs> I really must talk about the movie. Um, uh, I have to think of nice things to say about Bradley Cooper. Um, well, A Star is Born, I really liked A Star is Born. You can go back and listen to our A Star is Born episode and, and listen to how much I liked it. Um, this one just felt like it was trying to do a lot of things. Um, at first it was like, kind of like a tough talking, everybody's talking over each other, kind of not actually a screwball comedy, but had like the back and forth of a screwball comedy, but there weren't really jokes. It was just kind of people having a good time. And, um, that was fine. And then there was a musical section that, um, represented the, the courtship of Leonard and, uh, I don't remember what her name is, Carrie Mulligan. Um, whatever his wife's name was, and that was okay. Um, and then it was like the seventies. Oh, okay. Um, I'll say like two more nice things, and then I gotta start talking shit. And I will say, this was a fine movie. If if you are, a, a, honestly, if you are a Len, Leonard Bernstein fan, maybe this will mean more to you. Because I all I knew from about Leonard Bernstein was from the trailer that he you know did music stuff and he did West Side Story and he was um, sixty three percent gay and forty um, what's thirty seven percent not gay or maybe like a little I don't know what he, tweet at us if you know the percentage um, and that's all I knew about him is that he did some gay stuff and he made his wife sad. And um, he conducted things and sweated. Sweated like a filthy, sweating pig. Um, but I didn't learn anything else about him, really, at all. Other than that, he was just sad. And um, he seemed to have a good time despite that. Like, he, he got to do whatever he wanted. He was, like, 95 years old, dating 20-year-olds. Every, every gay man's dream. Um, and it seemed like he had a good life. Um, but that's all I know about him. That's, that's all I knew about him before. And that's all I know now. So, um, if you, if, if you have like a good biography of him, let me know. Um, okay. I'm going to talk about things and there are <sighs> the bad things aren't that bad. It was just a lot of, Oh, okay. That was most of, most of the movie for me. It was like, Oh, that's okay. And then when it got into Carrie Mulligan dying, spoiler, sorry, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, when they got into Carrie Mulligan dying, um, that got me, but maybe because they already have family stuff, who knows? But I thought that stuff was quite um, delicately done and quite sweetly done, and that um, the their kind of relationship... Um, their coming back together was quite sweet and lovely, and I liked that. But it can't all be good. It just can't. Not even the best movies. Name the best movie. Uh, Taking a Pelham 1, 2, 3. What's the worst part of that? 
Um, well, okay. The bad example. There are no good. There are no bad parts of picking of Pelham one, two, three. But in Maestro, there are bad parts. Um, for instance, my low main low man, and um, this goes for basically every movie. Um, don't cast comedians in your movie. Um, now Sarah Silverman is perfectly funny if you're into that kind of thing, um, but she's just not a very good actress. And um, and it's also kind of like reverse stunt casting, where like sometimes sh- like in Interstellar when Matt Damon shows up, you're like, what the fuck is Matt Damon doing here? He's a good actor. That's exciting. And, you know, maybe, I don't know, some people hate him, some people like him, but you see him in the movie and you go, oh, that's Matt Damon. This is like that, except you're like, what the fuck is Sarah Silverman doing in this fucking movie? She's not a actor. She's a fucking comedian. That's that's not the same. I mean, don't put, like, Henny Youngman in the same part. Hey, how you doing? Uh, this is my uh, This is my brother, Leonard Bernstein. Uh, it's not a very good Henny Youngman impression. I can admit that. But she's not good, um, with all due respect to her and her family. And she keeps on showing up and being not good. And um, and this has happened in a lot of movies. Uh, there's that movie Loving, where Nick Kroll shows up as a lawyer. And he's just like, hey, how's it going? I'm Nick Kroll playing a lawyer character for one of my sketches. And you go, what the? No, get... Just just get like an actor. There's plenty of actors. Just get one of those persons and they they like they like study how to be actors or maybe they're naturally good at it. And just get one of those people to be the part of of the person in the movie and not just some comedian. like who the f- I mean it's bad enough that comedians get to talk at all. Cause like they have this weird feeling that they're saying important things. I'm I'm a comedian, so I can say this. They have this feeling like, oh, we're the last people telling the truth around here. Uh, this is a, this town is full of full of trash, full of varmints, full of bad hombres, and I'm here to tell the truth. I'm gonna speak truth to power. So it's bad enough that they already feel that they shouldn't get to be in movies. And and I'm doing air quotes right now. Act. They shouldn't be able to act. It's never worked out. You can't name one time. Maybe you can. Um, okay, Eddie Murphy's great sometimes. And then he got bad. Um, but other than that, don't don't let them into your drama. For fuck's sake, don't let them into your drama. Why? Sure. Put George Carlin in your movie about uh, time-traveling stoners. That's fine. He's perfect for that. But don't get fucking, I don't know. Don't get fucking Baba Booey. He's not a comedian. Don't get fucking, I don't know, uh, Jackie the Joke Man Martling to play Jesus Christ in your Jesus Christ movie. For fuck's sake. Come on, Bradley Cooper. This is this is drama 101. Do not get a fucking comedian in your movie. Especially not your fucking dramatic movie that you're trying to win Oscars for. It's stupid. So that's the worst part. Um, another bad part. Um, 
there's this long I meant sort of mentioned earlier. There's this conversation that um, Leonard has with his daughter. She has heard rumors that he might be sort of gay, doing kind of gay stuff, like touching men's hair, men's hair publicly, which is even if you're not gay, is like a weird. You shouldn't. You shouldn't do that publicly. You shouldn't touch a stranger's hair publicly. Really, even privately, or definitely not in a dark alley. But don't do it at a party where your wife's over there. It's it's rude. But he does that, and his daughter's like, "Um, I heard she doesn't talk like that. I heard that you're. Um, I heard rumors about you." And um, then, of course, Leonard is like, "Well, you." I heard that you are you rumor the mountain. He has the very low, incredibly nasal, very smoky voice. And he says, No, honey, I'm not. I've never been. I didn't. I wouldn't do such a thing. Which is fine. It's a fine scene. It, it is whatever. But it's they show the daughter's face like one and a half times for like maybe split seconds. But the rest of the scene is on Bradley Cooper's face. And it's like, well, this, I mean, I guess he is, he is the titular maestro, but would, do, don't you want like one, two shot where you see both of their faces and they're talking or something rather than just a long ass over the shoulder where I have to look at Bradley Cooper be sad? And, uh, I don't know. I just found it distasteful. Uh, um, in general, it felt like um, Bradley Cooper had edited the script so that there was as much of him on the screen as possible, and he didn't really think about like like what if what if we get different coverage so like other people in the scene are talking, and then there's these other parts where um, there's just the the camera's millions of miles away from the people talking there's there's a shot where um Leonard and his wife are having a, an argument by the pool and we're i don't know 20 feet away you could you can just barely see him and what does it add to the thing i don't know what is it portraying i don't know maybe it's supposed to represent the the feet, the eyes of the children or the point of view of the outside world looking at the, in at them trying to understand their relationship maybe but it doesn't didn't really make me feel that i didn't i don't know what the fuck it made me feel honestly um <laughs> so those are the good things and the bad things it's fine um i i definitely if somebody was like hey you want to throw on a Bradley Cooper movie? I'd be like, "Hey, um, let's let's watch A Star Is Born." I very it would be very unlikely that I would say, "Let's watch Maestro," unless somebody was like, "Hey, I got a fucking gun, and you know what? I'm gonna shoot your legs slowly. I'm gonna shoot you f- f- like down in the feet area, and then I'm gonna shoot your ankle and your uh, uh, I don't know what the other bone in the leg is called. I'm gonna shoot that too." Uh, or 
if you don't want me to do that, we can watch a double feature of Bradley Cooper movies. I'd be like, okay, let's throw on, I don't know, Star is Born and maybe, if we have to, Maestro. Um, so thank you for listening to that part. Also, um, we also, we can't only talk about Maestro on the show. We also have to talk about the other movies we watched this week. Uh, which brings us to a segment brought to you by Panda Express, which is Panda Express presents Express Yourself about the movies you watched this week. And I watched a lot of fucking movies because it was the Christmas season. It was the New Year's season. Happy New Year, by the way. And um, so I got to get balls deep in some movies. Uh, one, uh, former guest, former and future guest of the show, Josh Lewis and I went to see the Monday mystery movie at Regal Cinemas. And we got to watch a what they described as a political slasher called Founder's Day. And um, in general, I don't like to talk too much shit about low-budget horror movies because uh, I love them so much and I want them to keep getting made forever. But this this is not the best one. Um, it is... It's I think it's trying to do Scream. I guess everybody's trying to do Scream now, but... It's trying to do Scream, but from one scene to the next, you can't entirely tell if it's trying to do Scream as funny movie or Scream as serious slasher. Um, also, the way everything's put together is like there, there's a main character who gets killed and then it's never really mentioned again, even though the other main characters are related. There's like a... The girl who, spoiler alert, the girl who gets killed has, like, family, and they don't really mention her ever again, which is, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to spoil anymore, but if you have a chance and you're like, should I go see Thanksgiving for the fourth time or should I go see Founder's Day, check out Thanksgiving for the fourth time. You'll have a great time. Or watch any other slashers. Black Christmas is a good one. Halloween, Halloween 2, pretty much any of the Friday 13th are fine. Um, just have yourself a good time. April Fool's Day. I know it's not April Fool's Day yet, but go ahead and watch April Fool's Day. It's a classic. Uh, it's been such a pleasure speaking to you, the audience. Um, and if you have, as always, if you have any questions or comments, tweet at us at Food Court Cast and uh, follow us on your Instagrams, follow us on your Twitters, and give us five stars on your Apple Podcast. Give us five stars on your Spotify. On your Spotify, they have this little thing that says Q&A. What did you think about this episode? Well, fuck, right in there. I don't know what it does, but wouldn't it be nice if you did it? On behalf of myself, I am Sean Parrott saying to you, Bon Appetit. Bon Appetit.